a Lifetime Original Podcast. I'm recording on this. Let me just put two chips in my mouth. <laughs> I love a Lifetime movie. He has a thing for sick dads. We need that kind of stakes because you need to know why someone needs to be a comedian so bad. Wow. You've been brocked. It's blonde women helping other blonde women, which we said is one of our favorite tropes. No one tips me when I get off stage. You think I'm in a male-dominated profession and I don't know how to kick ass? The Valley, they're like, oh, we don't even have to ask. We just show up. (laughs) Hello and welcome back to I Love a Lifetime Movie. I am Megan Gailey and I have such a special treat. I am joined today by everyone's favorite, fresh off of her Netflix stand-up debut, the host we all love and have missed so much, Naomi Ekparrigan. Megan, oh, you're so good to me. So good to be back. I've missed you all so deeply, my love. Oh, I've really missed you. Happy 2022. Well, sure. Happy? I don't know about that, but it's happening. Happy post-Netflix glow. Oh, thank you. And I'm so, I'm very honored that you watched. I think anytime a comedian chooses to watch someone else's comedy, they are doing a mitzvah. Oh, and that is a ab- kindness. So thank absolutely, you. Absolutely. Cause I actually hate watching specials. Um, <laughs> just because we get to see live comedy so often that it's like, right. it doesn't translate, but yours, of course, translated. And I feel oh. like I've seen so many fans, listeners, um, that also watch too. I know. It really warmed my heart. I couldn't believe how many people watched, particularly that first week, you know? Mm-hmm. I was like, that is, re- you're a real one. You're a real one. You know, like, I'm glad we could have a little fun over that New Year's Eve week, you know? Yeah. So, so good. But, oh, it's good to be back. It's so funny because I felt like a little out of the loop. And then I had to start watching my lifetimes again. And I was like, there it is. Pump it into my veins. Mm-hmm. Because Psychos. you've been busy. It's not like, it's not like yeah. you were mad at us. Oh, um, God, no. I still texted you every single day, whether you... Yeah. Wanted it or not. I was keeping you posted on um, guest host uh, yes. situations, too. Keeping you abreast. I um, had to be. Absolutely. Lots of updates. And, yeah, we're reunited back together. But today, we're going to have an extra fun time because we are coming with another writer's room, which are my faves. I love mm-hmm. it. If you guys heard the first writer's room we did with Cristela Alonzo, where we came up with the wonderful film, I believe it's wonderful, called Deadly Girls Weekend. Mm, mm-hmm. Today we are going to be talking with special guest Jenna Brister, who is also a comedian, an actress, a writer. She wrote the Lifetime movie Killer Twin, which we covered last year. And which we loved. Obsessed. Because also Lindsay Hartley, our fellow, uh, another yeah. Lifetime queen. We are going to talk to Jenna. And we're going to come up with yet another motion picture inspired by all the Lifetime movies we've seen and all the Lifetime movies we want to be in. And I just really think that something good's going to come out of this. You know what I mean? Like, this is this is something where I really think 2023, you know, we're going to be on your TV screens. That's what I say. I'm manifesting it, okay? I'm manifesting us in a Lifetime thriller by next year. Well, we've brought in the right woman to make it happen. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Jenna Brister, thank you for returning, Queen. Yay! Giving us your brilliance. So, okay, why we're here, you know, Megan and I, as you know, we've got real big dreams of starring in Lifetime movies. And sometimes you just got to take the bull by the horns, you know, Mm -hmm. write them yourself. So we've brought you here to help us, okay? Help us just come up with some some ideas, put together possibly the beginnings of a motion picture, you know? Mm-hmm. And considering you wrote Killer Twin, starring Lindsay Hartley, who we're obsessed with, I mean, you know better than anyone how to get a Lifetime movie from page to screen. We honestly think of Killer Twin as like the apex of Lifetime films. So that's why we wanted you here. I mean, it has twists, turns. It's, oh my God, there's a man at a bank that gets whacked. Like there's just a lot of fun (laughs) elements in it. So that's why you were the perfect guest to help us get it from, oh, just our little ideas rambling around in our head to the big screen. Now, Jenna, one of the things I'm thinking is like, you know, me, you, Megan, we've all done stand-up. We're stand-ups. And I wonder, Mm -hmm. what if we took... A lady comedian as our heroine for this motion picture. Wow. I dig that. Like, think about that. Yeah. A Very female meta. comedian. Mm-hmm. Very meta. Right? Mm-hmm. It's like, what can we all speak to, you know? Yeah. Someone getting the last laugh. Mm. Uh-huh. uh-huh. You know? Some sinister green room yeah. characters. Yes. Oh, I like that. Because I haven't seen that I done. Know. I yeah. know. It's, they've covered podcasts, right? With yes. the, How I Met Your Murderer. Now mm-hmm. I feel like let's mm-hmm. go into the realm of comedy. Mm-hmm. And like, certainly... You know, Lord knows female comedians, they pick up a lot of enemies, whether they (laughs) want them or not. Yes. So I feel like that could be good. And I mean, okay, we've got to like have our lifetime elements too. So if we, the world of comedy and we've got to make sure, you know, we at least have a hooded figure, someone watching in a car, Mm -hmm. you know, chloroform if necessary, you know, impersonating people via text messages. I really do think we can do that in this space. Mm -hmm. Well, and obviously we Mm -hmm. can utilize killed a lot uh-huh. um and so that's fun <gasps> yes. i am imagining we have a red herring who's another female comedian but i i i hate the stereotype that is actually like sometimes kind of true that female comedians can't get along with other female comedians <laughs> obviously we're all mm-hmm. here on the lord's day doing this so that can't fully be true that i'm imagining there's a feud with another female comedian but it turns out to be a totally different direction I need it to be a man, basically. I need the murderer well, yeah, to be a man. Well, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, okay, Jenna. Okay, Jenna, does this speak to you? Yes. Female comedian, she starts dating this guy who's like a bigger name comic, like oh, he's boy. some sort of famous person, right? Great. And then the other female comic was his ex. Oh, boy. So what you assume is that she just is mad that she's dating this other guy, you know, her ex. But then what if, basically, it's like this guy ends up being terrible, do you see what I'm saying? Yes, because he used all the ex's jokes. He was a joke stealer. Wow. He's a joke yes. thief. Because nothing yes. says this is a bad person like stealing jokes. 100%. If you steal jokes, you could be capable of murder. Agreed. Okay. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, I'm guessing cold open, we see we have to we have to be in a comedy club. We're an open mic, open. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. One oh, of those like, wow. like dank, half-booked mics. 
You know, we're in North Hollywood. Yeah, we're in North yes. Hollywood. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent at the LOL factory. You know, whatever they call oh it. Oh my god! And, and yes, we know, yes. we know, Lifetime will shoot in North Hollywood. They've got the permits ready to go. <laughs> yeah. You know, yes. the Valley. They're like, oh, we don't even have to ask. We just show up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And there's something going on with the list, you know, and like hooded, you know, people in hoodies in the back and people murmuring. I like that too. Mm-hmm, where there's like a sketchy. And maybe yeah, yeah, the big. Yeah. Maybe the big famous guy shows up at the open mic, which is like so. I listen. I take it as an honor when younger comics are like, "Why are you here?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, "Well, I'm deranged." Oh, <laughs> maybe because they had to test out some last minute material for lo- a late night spot the next day, which wow. also mm-hmm, could have mm-hmm. some sort of maybe yes. there's like a dead yes. body. Yeah, we're adding or like something states. sad, or then maybe he does the ex girlfriend's joke, one of those old jokes back from when they dated. <gasps> You know, yeah. and and she's like, what? Now that it's on this platform, because that could of be the course. end of Act yeah, One. Of so we're still in cold open, but yeah, maybe he's testing. Yeah. No, 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 but you're right. Get us to Act One. You're right. Because here's what I'm wondering, though. Is it like, because you right? the cold open always kind of has to grab you and let you know, like. Someone needs to die. This, yeah. yeah, somebody needs to die. And so. Someone's going to die. What if it's like, there's another like comedian, a man, not a woman. I don't want yeah. a dead woman yeah, up yeah, top, yeah. but like a male comedian. So like, what if it's like, as you said, Jenna, like some comic maybe goes, they're like about, a bunch of comics are like, ooh, we're going to perform and they go to the green room and there's a dead body in the green room. Yes. Wow. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it and had, that kicks it off. And I'm imagining it had been someone way, 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 way beneath this famous guy that after he got off the, after he got off like from doing his set, he was like, wait, wasn't that so-and-so's joke? And the guy is like, I wrote it. So it's my joke. You know, and it's just like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. think nothing of it. And then that comedian is who is dead in the green room. Yes. Hold open, call out, murdered, mm-hmm. body found, right? Yeah. Then act one, getting sort of like our protagonist. Like, okay, let's make this protagonist, Jenna. I feel like mm-hmm. she would have your hair, at the, like what you have going on right this, now. Just like yeah. a boom, straight, <laughs> blunt, cut, uh-huh. deep condition realness. Yes, yes. <laughs> Yeah, totally. And maybe it's one of those, uh, one of those showcases, you know, that's either uh, all females or they're the yes. only two women because you can't have more. Oh, God forbid. Right. Yeah, yeah, God yeah, forbid. Yeah, yeah. So right. maybe they're the only two. I like that. Yeah. And that, then the host is like, well, you guys are both really funny for girls, you know, because obviously we probably all <gasps> before. And then we're like, should, be all- should they murder him just yes. for fun? Yes. <laughs> and they're like, okay. So they're kind of rivals, but then they maybe, maybe that's when they realize in the green room that they dated the same guy. We, okay. This is what we have to figure out. We want this famous but deadly male comedian to find our main character and be like let's start dating so he has to like whisk her off her feet yes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so then what if okay so what if they've done this showcase like we said jenna Mm -hmm. and then he comes up to her our our ingenue what's her name what do we call her oh like a gg yeah. <laughs> oh, you think she's like a hot girl comic? Maybe, or it stands for like she has a weird, a weird name, you know, like Gertrude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gober. Yeah, you know. And uh-huh. like, so they, she's so she's, <laughs> she already has a stage name. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she knows. She's savvy. Yes. Oh, I like this. And so maybe he comes up to her after, right? Mm-hmm. And is like, "I want you to open for me tomorrow night." You know, like do five minutes or something, where she's like, "Oh my god, me." You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the other girl comic sees this. 
Yeah. Of course. Yeah. She has to. Mm-hmm. And she's looking at him like eye roll. You know, she's like, uh oh, he's about to get another one. Yeah, this exactly. Guy. But I think you, the audience, you think she's just looking jealous. Right. Mm-hmm. That she's like, why right. her and not? So me? we also need that girl at the open mic being jealous. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. In the cold open. She's got to be there. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's got to be there. Kind of, And it's like, okay. So she opens for him. And of course, everyone laughs and loves it. Mm-hmm. He is famous and everyone loves it. And then he like takes her out that night after the set, right? I'm trying to like get the romance. Yeah. Uh huh. Oh no, you're right. I like that because at the club, could the booker maybe be someone who's kind of like a mother or fa- father figure to Gigi? Someone I who's wish. like kind of Ooh. seen her come up, who's like, <laughs> who's like kind of protective, but maybe also a red herring character. Uh-huh. That when they yes. see the big guy, it's like, you should. It's good for your career, but you know, don't let him do whatever. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, he has yeah, a someone to die. Someone of, who can die later. <laughs> yeah. And I and I do think when they're out after the show, there needs to be like a red flag. And whether that comes from like a waitress or something, like he's gotta do something that like us the audience were like, this guy's not good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does it have to be joke related or can he just be no. like, for instance, really mean to a waitress? Yeah. Well, and you know, we think that's a huge red flag. He doesn't that's tip. Matter. Yeah. And so our girl's oh, like, Wait, he doesn't. Gonna, he's like, why would I tip? You know, I'm like, oh my God. No one tips me when I get <laughs> off stage. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. He's a nightmare. He's a nightmare. <gasps> this is good. This is good. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh. Maybe it's like, and then he laughs. So where she's like, is this a bit or are you really not tipping? You know, like, yeah. you know how like when you laugh or you say something terrible? They could yes. just be having like drinks and food at the club, mm-hmm, but it's mm-hmm. like, oh, you still need to tip the green room staff. We all know that. Even if your <laughs> drinks are comped, you still mm-hmm. need to tip the bartender. Yeah. Mm-hmm, and yeah. so it's not even, it's, it's, it's less of a massive red flag, but like to us mm-hmm. in the know, it's like, that's not good. Yes. You're rich. Yeah. Yeah. Did you You're know rich. I did not know that you had to tip green room staff? Not like I've done many clubs, but, weekends but like I didn't realize I was supposed to leave the money I like didn't know that until this year or I mean last year when I was like with Nicole Byer oh yeah and she was like leaving money and I was like well of course I was like oh fool fool I didn't know that but sometimes I've asked the um like booker before like a booker's (laughs) giving me $20 to give to the green room staff I'm like (laughs) I don't have any cash can you just take it out of my check (laughs) that's so nice maybe there's some low-key gaslighting that can go go on too because you know you know those lines that are like Oh wow, you know, like you're so much different off stage, or what? You know, like whatever <laughs> bullshit this guy's gonna say. You know, and try to maybe yeah. steal her jokes. You know, maybe she has some mm-hmm. like fire bit that's you know gender neutral. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And or he changes, or he cha- just changes the pronouns, right, to make yes. it his. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you think you're not gonna get that to like Act Five? Yeah. Would yeah. you save that for then or would you want to find that out a little bit earlier? That's a good call. Uh, maybe maybe a tiny bit earlier. Yeah. But she doesn't know. But we as the audience know that's what he's planning to do. And mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm. not her life's work, but basically, you know, it's her set. <laughs> so he's going to yeah. do it for yeah, the yeah, showcase. Yeah. And that maybe there's some like big, you know, scouts there. It's one of those things, you know. Oh, we love scouts. To- yeah, we yeah. love agents. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you're right. What's her family situation like? Does she have any siblings or like yeah, a best she friends? Needs to be, or like- she needs to have some sort of um, emotional like stakes. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And and maybe that's like a family that doesn't like believe in this dream of hers. Yes. Um, you know, oh, like I like a, that. Uh, like a I like that. Who's like, can't you just get a real job? Yeah. I like that. 
Yeah, that could be good. Very like, you know, she's definitely in her like mid to late 20s. She spends all of her time like writing in her notebook and like yeah. she's not doing her job, you know, like whatever. And maybe work she's she like has. a nanny. Yeah. She, yes. right, she has a day job because yeah. if she doesn't. Then she's a trust fund girl. And I don't want to watch this film. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if the dad is on like not life support, but has like a machine. Oh. Like he's not doing wow. well. And so there's okay. a ticket. Wow. <laughs> Chicken wow. Clock. Okay, this is a professional. Yeah, he's That's on how you machine. get killer twin. <laughs> he's on dialysis. He's, on dialysis. he's got something going on. <laughs> so he's like wheeling his thing. And so she's like, I need, you know, oh some sort God. of. And then maybe there's a thing with the club where they're like, we, they have to get up to ADA standards. And she's like, my dad needs to come to this. I have to get this showcase because, you there's know. There's a big show at the end that she's like, this will prove to everyone that I am made good. It. And it will yeah. make my dad proud of me before he dies. Yes. Right. Wow. Okay, so Jenna, dark. this is what we call stakes. No, wow. that's perfect. We need that kind of stakes because you need to know why someone needs to be a comedian so bad. Yes. <laughs> totally. It never really makes sense. Oh, yeah. No, it doesn't. <laughs> totally. Okay, this is good. Okay, so then let's talk. Okay, so our main two. Oh, what's our villain guy's name? Brock Madden. Yes. Brock. He does. Yes. He does lots of act outs. Like, oh. and that's the, th I think that's the reason he doesn't even think he's stealing material is because these women are like writing like jokes, like oh, premise, like you know, set yeah. up, punchline. And he is just like taking the bare bones of them and then being like, and humping stools and stuff. So uh -huh. he's like, yeah, but I'm making the joke better. Because <laughs> I act it out. Yeah. He's like, I don't need all those details. Like, you have all right. those details? Yeah. And I'm just like, what's the big picture? And you're like, yeah. okay. And he kills, mm -hmm. literally. Of course. Like, he, we see yes. him, at, we see him at clubs destroy. And he's always just putting right. the mic in the stand and then just dry humping a stool or Ugh. like drinking <laughs> from the front. Just like, yes. Oh, this is good. Con and oh, so like coming him. off to like fist pounds and like yeah. chest bumps, high fives. I mean, he's he getting standing O's. He's, he's getting standing yes. O's, yes. which yeah. is insane. Mm -hmm. His stage persona is a douchey nightmare. Yes, yes. But how he gets Gigi because as you're saying, Jenna, when they're one-on-one, -on -one, he he plays like serious, sensitive gay. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And mm -hmm. so she's like, oh my God, I've seen another side of him. So then we've got Gigi's parents who are like, don't do this, slash dad's about to die. We've got, let's call her Wanda, the woman who's like the old, she's like an old hat booker at the club. Yeah. Yes. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. old lady with a cigarette who's like, keep keep your wits about you, bro. And she's seen it all. She, all. Exactly. Yeah. And she someone like Jack Benny back in the day. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Story. Like Dean she, Martin. stories are Benny. crazy. Yeah. She's like, I've seen a Brock before. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then the woman, the, the other female comic who you think doesn't like her, but really is like, I'm tr doesn't like the guy. Let's like call her Amanda. Okay. And maybe Amanda's almost even a comic where it's like, she was really good. And then she stopped doing comedy and now she's back. Right? Like she kind of left for a couple of years. And you realize it's because Brock messed her up. You know what I mean? He got in her head and made her feel like, oh my God, I can never do this again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. And we get a flashbacks and to those moments. Exactly. Maybe. Oh, because basically what's going to happen, she's going to tell, when she tells Gigi, mm -hmm. you see it all in flashback. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? She's like, like finally she's like, basically maybe there's like a moment where there's like a confrontation and Gigi's like, you're just mad because I took your man or like, because he's with me now. And then Amanda bursts out laughing and is like, sis, what? No. Mm -hmm. Let, and then you cut to them 
like having a drink or having coffee, you know, by themselves. And she's like, this is what happened. And then you flash, you flash back to all the drama. And I think he's been killing people. Like, I don't think he started in LA. I think he started in like a smaller scene and would yeah. have girls and steal their jokes, kill them. And then I think he went <laughs> to like a mid-level scene, like a Chicago, Austin, Portland, mm-hmm. and would steal jokes and kill them. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like he just has to keep killing literally and figuratively, um, until he, he makes kills. it to L.A. Mm-hmm. The only way he can kill is if he kills. Yes. Right. So that's very vague. So we've got to fix that. But something like that. That's the tag. Yes. And also, I don't think, like, I think it should be too, that it's not just, like, it's not like necessarily, you know, the girls are dead. Maybe it's like these women, quote unquote, went missing. Right. And we find out at the end that he murdered them, right? And so what it looks like is, see, women just can't hack it in comedy. And it's like, no, he was murdering them. Mm-hmm. Hacking them up. They, He's a hack. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <gasps> and maybe, yeah, maybe you're right. Yes. He's, like, threatening them, destroying their career, doing all of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, but he does also kill them, too. But I oh, think okay, it's great. better. Like, but the idea is, like, maybe you, no one's found a girl's body, per se. You see what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. That, like, oh, they went missing. But then you find out exactly. And then what you find out when he finally admits everything is that he's like, he's like, and that's why they had to go. They all moved home. Yeah. That's why they had to go. Mm -hmm. And then basically you find out maybe it's like, oh yeah, (laughs) he buried them beneath the comedy clubs. I'm kidding. That's so dumb. I mean, it would make (laughs) sense that he kind of preys on this gal because she has an ailing father which like a parent dying is kind of a reason to leave comedy sometimes for a little bit, you know, like, so he may prey on women that have like a kid or Or like like something that could prevent them from having to do comedy at any given moment, which is like, I mean, being a woman is enough too, but, uh, (laughs) but yeah, he like, he, he has a thing for sick dads. Yes. Right. 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 This is really good. Okay. I love this. So definitely Gigi is our likable and sympathetic protagonist, okay? Because she is, first of all, she is good at comedy, right? Mm -hmm. She is going to be good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think she is going to have like her wits about her. Like she's not going to be this, I don't think she's like a little like wallflower who gets lucky, right? So it's like even worse when he plays her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then it's like he picked the wrong, you know, like he thought he she fit all of his prototypes of what usually works so she must maybe she has some like and i don't know if it's like computer hacking or jujitsu but some <laughs> sort of like she's got something in her back pocket that makes her she like gets it at some point she snaps mhm totally on him okay i like this idea because megan when you're saying she has some sort of special skill i actually want it to be fighting that when he goes to kill her like she can fight back and almost her yeah. being like you think i'm in a male dominated profession mm-hmm. i don't know how to kick ass yeah yeah that could be fun and unexpected um and i think that's like something her dad has taught her <gasps> yes yeah. he's an ex marine or something in yeah. a yeah, self defense yeah, yeah. course Wait, did he get injured in the line of duty, Jenna? Oh to speak gosh. to him on whatever his life wow. support is. Definitely. That is heartstrings. We love someone who was like serving country. Yes. You know. Yeah, I like that. But he's always taught her how to fight back. And he's like, life skills, yeah. you got to know this. And she's like, dad, I'm going to be on stage. It's safe. You know, under yeah. the spotlight. Yeah, yeah. This is really cool. I wonder if, is there a world where she's going to go home and visit him like she maybe goes alone to so that we can see the dad you know yeah um uh-huh, uh-huh. maybe it's like a holiday or something and so she goes back and then we get the idea we're like oh this is the crux this is maybe like act four 
act six situation. And then does the guy stalk her back to her home? Mm-hmm. Does she, does mm-hmm. they follow her? Cause she's going to do a, a, one of those like, you know, hometown mics, you know, when you go back to your hometown, you're like, all right, I'll go up at, you know, Rocco's Tavern or whatever. Oh, that's, um, I, I kill when I'm back home. I'm right. like, oh, yes. <laughs> It's so fun. I know. I'm like a 10 in my hometown. I love it. Um, Shout out all the homies. No. um, Yeah. So then maybe he shows up. And so she thinks it's like a loving gesture. Like, oh, my God, this guy likes me. But the dad is like, okay, what? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe you think he's the one who sees it. Yeah. And then, yeah, something happens maybe that night at that out of town show, you know, where he's like, oh, yeah, the road, you know, the road. We always like. You know, like he's just making up all this bullshit. And so, but she's excited because she's, you know, doing it out of the big yeah. city show, which are always great because the crowds are so, you know, mm-hmm. not jaded. Uh, even if he's not a murderer, I just hate the vibe of her like <laughs> being at her hometown and like killing and then them being like, oh, we have a special guest. And it's a yes. famous guy. Like, I'd be like, oh, you're rude. Yeah. That, I am totally stealing I was her the thunder. special guest and now you're rocking right. it. Yes. <laughs> and her high school boy ex-boyfriend is there. Who's a hot. Oh, okay. You know. Yeah. Oh, uh, who always who still who still holds a candle for her. Yes. Yes. Like he's Definitely. always been like, you were always I always thought you were hilarious. You know, mm-hmm. like he always mm-hmm. supported the dream. Okay. He gets beat now. He designs video games. I don't know why, but <laughs> yes. he does. Mm-hmm. He does. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's in a- the arts, but he's like not gonna try and steal the spotlight from her. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Right, right, right. What is our title? Okay, so the the first writer's room we did with Christella, Alonzo, Jenna, we oh, came yeah. out with the title Deadly Girls Weekend because oh, that was about some sorority sisters, they get together, right? And you know how, again, you know killer twin. Something that's pretty mm-hmm. much going to tell you what's up. Mm-hmm. I personally appreciate a pun or a double entendre. Me too. But it's got to be catchy. It's got to be direct, right? Because mm-hmm. we need them to know, like, this is the motion picture. Get on board. Mm-hmm. What are we thinking? Because we were talking about like, you know, killing, yeah. you know, the last laugh. I don't want people to confuse us for F.W. Murnau. Yeah. But I'm like, what could be like a good. Oh, okay. This is, I'm just going to, if bits could kill or if something like that, if, um, <laughs> if jokes could kill, mm-hmm. like, I don't know how it looks off of looks. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe something, oh, like something with headlining. I was just thinking a yeah, headline, like killer headliner. Killer headliner. That's a little too. Eh. Oh. Um, I don't know if it, is headliner like too um inside baseball. Inside? Yeah, maybe um, deadly showcase. Yeah, but like yeah, but so like yeah, like de- killer comic deadly born show- to kill mer- born. Oh yeah, killer comedian dying mm-hmm. to kill. Dying to kill is so great. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, I like dying to kill. Dying to kill is really good. Okay, I'm writing it down. Dying to I kill. I like that. Dying to it's kill. Like, and then it says, dying to kill. Okay, now- What if it's called w- Joker? <laughs> 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 because there's definitely some crossover elements. <laughs> and we splice in scenes from that one. Yes. Um, oh, that's good. I liked your tag earlier, Naomi. What was that? You had a tag that was like- He can only kill if he kills. Yes, yes. Yeah. That's the poster, you know? And it's like yeah. the mic stand backlit and then there's like blood yes. dripping from the mic. Like it's like red blood on the microphone. Yes. Yeah, this is cool because Wanda can get a night, like that can be a thriller beat where when she's onto it, that's maybe the last one before she turns on him is that Wanda's like, yo, I checked the surveillance. Maybe she sees the surveillance footage from the green room. Yeah. And so she 
watches it and is like, oh my gosh, that's how Brody, you know, it wasn't a spiked rum, like rum colada. It was our guy, Brock. Right. Oh, and can he have a catchphrase? Like you oh, been, yeah, he's been rocked fr- by Brock. Wow. So like, yeah, so like oh. rocked. Oh, you've been, been rocked. Oh, oh, so yes. And then when she kills him at the end, she says, you've been rocked. Mm. <laughs> or maybe, yeah, maybe you've what she's been done is, Or no, what no, I like I'm like you you know, okay, here's what it is. She hits him over the head with a rock. Ah! You've been rocked, Brock. Ah! Yes. <laughs> Oh and my god, what if she kills him with a microphone? <gasps> Mic drop, oh, dip, train, Mike dropped. Wait. Oh, yes. What if she strangles him with the cord and then wow. drops the mic? Wow. Yes. Mic drop. Mic yeah, because drop. when he says you've been brocked, he should drop the mic. Yes. Um, you know, yes, like that's yes, yes, his yes. thing. So yeah, she strangles him and then drops the mic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. Uh, oh, that's so visual. And then Wanda's like, let's get out of here, you know? And is like, they shut the club. The club goes dark. Oh, this is great. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay, guys, I'm coming together with a logline. What do you think of this? Okay. It's called Dying to Kill. Mm-hmm. When up-and-coming comedian Gigi Turner meets the famous Brock Madden, he quickly goes from comedy mentor to lover. Gigi thinks her life is going perfectly until... And then, like, what's the back half of that? Until she um is up for, like, I guess is signs up for a showcase that could launch her career. Until her career and relationship turns deadly. Until she realizes loving loving a comedian come, might cost oh. her her life. <laughs> <laughs> this is a documentary. The second half is like, okay. Yes. <laughs> That's good. Yes. That's hysterical. Because mm-hmm. it's also like we're all coming here as women with PTSD. Yeah. Bringing in our darkness to the page. Yes. And Brock also, one of his toxic traits is that he gives unsolicited notes after her set. And it only kind of starts to bother <laughs> her. At first she thinks it's sweet. And then she's just yeah. like, you know, and he's like, you know, I thought of a couple um, alternative tags for that one. And she's like, no, I think I'm okay. And he's like, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, do you think it is the college... Remember the boy from high school who she used to love or whatever, the college guy who is yeah. the video game designer or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Is he the guy you think who's like, hey, I was looking into Brock and yeah. I found out he loves to date younger comics and then they all leave comedy or like they yeah, all go yeah, missing. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah. is it him? He has computer skills. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then what? what's his name just for the sake of naming the, the college, I mean, the high school love? Something sweet. Robbie. Oh, Robbie's good. Robbie's good. Yeah, because if there's like a and and they're not necessarily missing, but like, yeah, Brock is from all of these. There have been women that have just suddenly left comedy in all yeah. of the towns that Brock has lived in. And he did yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. I wonder if he does a thing too where he maybe not roofing, but maybe trying to like poison so that she can't do the show so that he can yeah, do maybe it. She has an, he- maybe she has an allergy. Lifetime yeah. loves an allergy. Oh, we love an allergy. Wasn't that killer twin? Wasn't that yes. poppy, oh, seeds? Yeah, the poppy seeds? Poppy seeds. <laughs> Instead of buying poppy seeds at the store, she just scrapes them out of the sky. <laughs> yeah. No, love that. Love that. Best part. Nice work. Um, but yeah, then I think then maybe that's a thing where Amanda could, where they're at a show, she's like knocks over the beer, you know, that yeah. brought for Gigi. Oh, yeah, yeah, and she's yeah, like, yeah. oh, it's okay. Let me get you a drink. And she's like, you know, like, but she can't say why. 
But oh, but when she knocks the beer in Gigi's lap and she's like, oh, great, you root. Like, you know, like she didn't mean to get it in her lap. She just meant to get it gone. Mm -hmm. And Gigi took it as like a, you tried to make me look hideous. I like that. Sabotage. Yes. And then she has to wear one of, um, in Wanda's office, she has like some sort of weird old outfit. (laughs) So she has to like put it on and perform in it. And she becomes like her breakout thing. Yeah, she's like, I wore this when I was on a three-way with Lucille Ball or something. Like, she has a weird story <laughs> yeah. from, like, comedy lore about where this dress came from. And it's so right. How did Gigi escape without getting killed? Or, or not Gigi. How did the other girl escape without getting killed? Amanda? Is she, like, too high profile? Or why didn't he kill her? Good question. Did she just decide to move away do you know what I mean like she's been gone and no one's seen her for years is it something like that where like she moved back to live with her folks in Nebraska did she get a job writing for late night and so she's Mm -hmm. like one of like so she's just busy all the time and not on the scene Mm -hmm. or maybe not even late night or just some some weird show you know but so do you think she's still been in her career like okay okay so she stopped stand-up but she like pivoted into writing yeah okay we like that yeah and also like because then she's still in town but because she does have some standing, yeah, she's not killable. Maybe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Then maybe she got a little. She too works big. on a lot where there's some um, security. <laughs> You're obsessed with security being on the work site. I am. <laughs> I like that. That's good. This is amazing. Okay. And maybe that's why Brock, like, he wants to do late. You know, he wants to do this late night set, but he also wants to get on the lot so he can kill. Yes. Her. Oh. Oh, right. Because she's like the last person, the only person alive who knows the truth. Yeah. Oh, so he okay. wants to be a warm-up comic for the studio audience. <laughs> <laughs> so he that can drug her backstage. <laughs> this is wild. That this could be is... a, towards the end. Maybe that's like one of the last straws where Amanda's like- Well, that could guy. be where her the murder takes place. If anything, what if it's Amanda and Gigi who come together to kill him? I hope it is. We, we love the two ladies against the one crazy man. I love that. Yes. That's cool. There's an assist. Yeah, and at one point, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe it's like um, Amanda's like throws her the mic, you know, like with the cord on it, and then she <laughs> she rips it out of the amp and like. <laughs> <laughs> I like this. Okay, okay, this is great. I feel like we're in a good place now to pitch this, don't you? Yeah, yeah, this is great. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Okay, we are now joined by Jessie Katz, the godmother of Mm -hmm. our podcast. And she's not messing around. She is in a black turtleneck. 
Hello. Okay, giving us Steve Jobs boss energy. (laughs) Absolutely. That's intimidating. You dressed intimidating, Jesse. I mean, you guys have seen me be sloppy during all of the pandemic, basically. So I wanted to finally dress for the job. You said you're pitching me. I'm going to look like a boss. You know it. Well, I think we have something that you're going to enjoy, Jesse, because first of all, as you know, Jenna, she's already part of the Lifetime family bringing us Killer Twin. Definitely. Right? So we're collaborating with the best of the best. And we're drawing on our personal experiences as women who are also comedians. Oh, I was hoping this might be where you guys were headed. I I, I, I almost said something to Julie and I was like, no, I'm going to let them get to it organically. But this is what I was hoping for. Okay, this is great because sometimes networks have like, you know, things they want and they tell you and then they change it mm-hmm. um, yeah. after you've already sold them the movie or TV <laughs> show. And so this is good. We, we naturally came to it. We did not force ourselves into this, um, you know, round hole. Right. And, right. And luckily it worked out for us. So, right. well, I mean, let's, let's see what you came up with though. Let's oh, uh, get wow. ahead of our Okay. Wow. Well, all right. All right. Let's just cut to the chase. The show is starting. Our film is called Dying to Kill. The log line. When up and coming comedian Gigi Turner meets the famous Brock Madden, he quickly goes from comedy mentor to lover. Gigi thinks her life is going perfectly until she realizes that loving a comedian might cost her her life. Okay, chills. I do have chills. Wow. Wow. You can catch this on LMN Friday night at 9 (laughs) p.m. Yes, I slow your roll. Our setting, a classic lifetime location of North Hollywood. (laughs) Yes. Okay, uh, <laughs> we need to be in the valley. Mm-hmm. This is a block that be. Megan has lived on at some point. A block that I have lived on, a block that yeah. all three of us have performed comedy on. Perfect. Okay. And lights up, we're at one of these uh, comedy club spaces uh, for one of their showcases. And that's where we meet our uh, hero, yes. our girl Gigi, who is there to perform, mm-hmm. and, as well as Brock, who's one of those, you know, like mid-level stars ascending comics. Brock is a big fish and he's like just checking out these younger comics. You know, sometimes they just like sit in the back until it's their turn, you know? And so of course there's a lot of energy. It's like, oh my God, Brock's here. Oh my God, is he going to watch? Oh my God, are we going to be good? And um, like most comedy club lineups, uh, there's just Gigi and one other woman named Amanda Lockhart. They're the only lady comics on the lineup. All right. And Amanda's actually, she's like getting back into stand-up. She's now a TV writer and everyone's like, whoa, she's back in the game. Like, where was she? She was gone for a while, you know? And so Amanda has a little bit of like, whereas I think Gigi's like energetic and wide-eyed. Amanda's a little like, I've been around. You know what I'm saying? Jaded. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so after the showcase where, you know, Gigi and Amanda, they both kill, you know, great sets. The audience is loving it. Then we meet club booker slash owner Wanda. Correct, mm-hmm. Jenna? Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Paint a picture of Wanda, please. Our sort of Mitzi Shore, you know, like <laughs> she's the matriarch of the comedy club. She's seen it all. All right. Mm-hmm. She's she maybe has been fingered by Dean Martin. Okay, like she's... (laughs) No, but I like the specificity. You know, it's all in the details. We won't actually say that in the motion picture. No, absolutely But that should be implied. That's the vibe. That's the vibe. And like cigarette hanging out of her mouth. And like, girls, make sure you take care of yourself. All right, these men are trash. Like that sort of... um, Protective. 
Yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely. But, you know, despite Wanda, and also Wanda's kind of like Gigi, it's a as you said, the matriarch, like she, she keeps an eye out, right? She's keeping an eye out for Gigi. There's a little bit of like, you know, you're doing better kid or, you know, a la, um, the character in Maisel, you know, the manager in Maisel, right? Yeah. That one who's like, Mm -hmm. you got something like keep at it. But quickly Brock like comes up and Brock again, he's giving you Dane Cook energy. His tagline is you been Brocked. Yeah. He humps the stool a lot. Like, it's real. Drops the mic at the end of his sets. Yeah. And he always blows the light. Yeah. He goes, like, way past. Absolutely. You know, they're like, he's been up there for- And he destroys. (laughs) Yeah. Crowds are obsessed with him. Standing (laughs) ovations. (laughs) And he's very aggro, but offstage when he approaches Gigi, he's giving you sensitive. Mm -hmm. You know, he's like- you had some good stuff out there, you know? And she's like, wow, I didn't think you'd be so nice, you know, right? So she's immediately taken by the fact that, like, not only is this big name paying attention to her, but he also does seem to be, like, a really sweet guy. Yeah, that's you know? just a stage persona, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, right. comedians, yeah. you get, it's like, sometimes the meanest people on stage are the nicest off stage. And sometimes the nicest on stage are the scariest. Um, so <laughs> mm-hmm. Gigi's like, mm-hmm. okay, I, maybe I misjudged this Brock. Is the audience on Brock's side at this point. I think they're torn. I think they're like, oh my God, he's such a douchey comedian. But then he actually seems like he is kind of nice. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you're very confused. Sensitive off stage. Okay. You think that he's just looking out for her and likes to dole out advice, you know? And he's the kind of person who uh, starts with self-identifiers. You know, like, well, I'm the kind of guy who, you know, <laughs> like stuff like that. So we're like, okay, we kind of like him. Maybe he's cool. So we don't hate him. He feels a little like a blowhard, right? Where you're like, you're that guy who thinks you know everything, but you mean well, right? So you're like, I don't hate him, but like, is he great? But also I think more than that, you see why Gigi is enamored, right? Even though he may not be our guy as a viewer, you know that if you were like an up and comer and this person was like shining their light on you, you'd be all in, right? So now, you know, part of why Gigi, why we're on her side, why we want her to succeed, why she is our likable heroine is comedy is important to her and she's really got to prove something. Jenna, what is she, why and what does she have to prove? She has to prove that she is worthy of this career path because her father is basically on life support and does not support her going into, he wants her to be a nurse or something like that. Get a real job. Yeah, real job, something useful. Yeah, he's on like one of those, um, like a machine to keep him alive. And there's, a, so there's a ticking clock for her where she's like, I need to prove to my dad that I'm good at this because mm-hmm. um, he's never approved. Right, I want him to see me sore. Yeah, you know? and he's not going to be around. So he worries about like when he dies, is she going to be able to take care of herself doing comedy in North Hollywood? <laughs> you know, I think it's a valid concern. Absolutely. So the stakes are high. That's good. Yeah, the stakes exactly. are high. Yeah. Exactly. And again, Gigi is good. You know, again, she's not like, you know, we're not up there watching Wanda Sykes, but she could be there one day, right? Like yeah. she has the good. So we're also like, yes, Gigi, you can do this. Now, as Brock and Gigi get close, Amanda is like Amanda Lockhart, remember, fellow lady comic, she is not approving okay we're talking dirty looks we're talking scowling we're talking knocking maybe some sabotage exactly like she's like at one point she knocks Gigi's beer over and it like 
gets all over Gigi, like right before she's going to like go on stage, you know? And she's like, what are you doing? So we're like, okay, okay. It's this Amanda. It's this Amanda girl who's trying to bring her down. Yeah. You know, very early on the backdrop of this entire, like this whole uh, career pursuit is that, you know, in our cold open, um, Gigi and some other young comics come into the green room and they find a dead body, a young male comedian. They don't know who he is. No one really knew him, but he was dead in the green room. So we haven't seen him before. You saw him in the cold open and that's it. Oh, oh. they're at like an open mic. Um, Everybody is there. Brock, Amanda, and Gigi. Um, and In the audience. And at the end of the mic, they go back into the green room and there's a dead body. Got it. Right. And no one knows what's up. So you have the fact that like, again, through this all, right, no one still knows why, who killed this person? Like, that's an ongoing investigation in the background, all right? So we're going to be constantly kind of figuring out what's going on and why and why then. Was it an OD? Was it a suicide? You know, there's exactly a lot of different things. Possible. Yeah, yeah. unfortunately, in this <laughs> line of work. So then when that goes on, you know, when you're seeing Amanda giving her attitude, you know, and they and you start to hear whispers that the guy who died was, you know, kind of an asshole. And it's like, you know, was and so it's like, okay, did Amanda do it? Did he, like, do something bad? You're starting, you know, you suspect her initially. And of course, Gigi is not having it right away, right? And she's very much and like, she's very much like, I don't like Amanda, forget about her. She ends up going home to see her dad and performing at her hometown. You know, like one of those hometown shows where it's like, the girl's back from the big city and she can't tell anyone it's North Hollywood. They just call it Hollywood. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But who ends up showing up unexpectedly at the show that she's doing? Brock Madden. Mm. And so... Gigi's like, I just did great in front of my hometown. And then before she can even like feel herself, it's like, we've got a special drop in. Mm -hmm. Brock Madden. Now he's the center of attention. Yeah. Now it's all him. Yeah. You know? And, and I would say this is probably when the audience has fully turned on Brock. Because even, even the sensitivity and the offstage stuff, it's like he does douchebag things a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And when she's back at home... You know, at this hometown show, who shows up but her high Gigi's high school love, who still holds a candle for her, okay? And his name is Robbie Cantrell. Sweet as a button, he's a video game designer, okay? okay. And he is the one who first comes to Gigi and is like, hey, you know, I looked up that guy Brock, and it seems like, you know, he's he's lived different places, you know, coming up in comedy, but every, but every place he's been, like, there's been a, at least one female comedian who goes missing. Mm -hmm. Who just like okay. leaves the scene to never yeah, be seen Yeah, she leaves the again. comedy scene. Yeah. Never and to be seen again. And it's like assumed that these women couldn't hack it. Mm, you know, like right. they're not missing people. They're not dead bodies. But it's like, oh, they went home or they got a different job. And so they stopped doing it. Just like. And, and he had some sort of romantic history with every single one of these women. Exactly, right? So you're thinking like, okay, what? And of course, of course, um, Gigi is like, okay, you're overreacting. Like, pe uh, comedy is hard. People leave yeah. all the time, right? Some She's women so can't quick to write it, it off. <laughs> some women can't hack it, mm -hmm. right? And then, and so she's like not, She's not on board. You know, this whole time, you know, Brock is starting to get a little more controlling. He's starting to do stuff on stage where it's like, was that? Gigi's joke he just told you mm -hmm. know like did he just kind of tweak it you know so you're starting to be like okay what's up and then finally Gigi and Amanda like have just like a kind of a head-on run-in at the comedy club where finally it's just like you know where Gigi's like what's your problem why don't you like me you're just mad because I'm dating 
Brock, you know, and Amanda like cracks up laughing and she's like, absolutely not. I am trying to save you. And basically we get as flashback as Amanda tells Gigi, like, I was once you like I left like I dated Brock and he was such like a controlling asshole. And, you know, you know, that set he did on late night that was so famous. That was one of my bits. Mm. And he took it from me and he mm-hmm. made it and I can never do it again. And it made me leave stand up because she was like, well, what's the point of this? If these guys are just going to steal your work. Right. So now she's putting it together. She's like, OK, now I know like I did think he had stolen one of my jokes, but I thought I was being crazy and he was gaslighting me. But wait, no. Now Amanda is saying it happened yes. to her. He's evil. He is evil. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then we reach this crescendo where Amanda and Gigi end up killing Brock with a microphone cord. Wow. Yeah. Because that's one of his his like sign off is that he does a mic drop. Yeah. And so they do an assist where they like throw a mic and then she chokes him out with it and drops it. That's delicious, guys. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Right before the studio audience is let in. Yeah. For, you know, <laughs> And scene. Yeah. (laughs) And then, of course, in our coda, you know, Gigi and Amanda are on tour together. And we do open up a newspaper where they're like, you know, they found all like the bodies, right? They they found that Brock had killed these women. Yeah. So the women are thriving. Ding dong, the witch is dead. And do we love it? Dad turned a corner. Dad's alive. Wow. He's thriving. Dad's back. Dad's back. Jenna, dad's back. (laughs) Yes. Dad's back. He's doing better than ever. Like they put some blush on him. We're like, oh my god, he, Frank looks amazing. <laughs> yeah, he's at the show. Frank looks and so, amazing. And she and then and she does her first late night thing. And Robbie's there. Yeah, yeah. Amanda. And maybe oh. it's on the show. Amanda writes for you know. So she's looking yeah. on proudly. So yeah. What do you think? Do you love it? Or are you gonna make it? No. Um. Yeah. I mean, as the head of podcasting for a TV network, <laughs> I clearly have the power to greenlight this. Um. But let's just let's let's go through it for a second. Uh, I'm really proud of you. This was much more fully baked than the last pitch. Even I think I see the growth here. You evolved as writers. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Probably all credit to Jenna. Thank you. I love. (laughs) I love the choice of the name Brock because my favorite thing in Lifetime films, which Killer Twin did, is like the answer is there all along, mm-hmm. and you right, know that right. someone named Brock is it's like bad. definitely yeah, it's bad. It's bad news. It's all gonna come back to Brock. Um, so that's genius. Um, okay, I have a question, which actually is a real question. How do you write jokes for a movie like this? Like when you say that a character like could eventually be Wanda Sykes, but she's not there yet. How do you actually? craft like a mid-level joke that's like funny but it's not quite there but you can see the potential I think it would be um really good to utilize some really strong crowd work and maybe that is um Gigi shutting down a heckler at some point you know like Mm -hmm. a man coming at her and she just has like a really good because there's like you there's only so much thing, so many things you can say to someone who's heckled you. So like, we all know those and then you're not, we're not burning our own material, but like I've got some, um, unused jokes she can have that never. Oh yeah. She can have some old jokes of mine, some old, some old jams, right. In our notebook. And then we're also seeing her be able to like think on her feet and like be a, be a woman who's commanding the audience. Right. Okay. Got it. 
Um, I love that. Are there role, you know, cause I'm, I'm ultimately here to support you guys. Are there roles that you could cast yourselves in here? Well, I do see myself as Wanda, the old hat with a cigarette hanging out of her yes! mouth. Okay. You know, I'm willing to dom prosthetics, but I may not have to. <laughs> All right. It may be mm-hmm. viable that mm-hmm. I am in my sixties. Perfect. Okay. And, you know, Megan, if Megan is not an Amanda, I don't know who she is. Wow. Thank you. You know? <gasps> yeah. And I mean, Jenna. Oh, I dig that. Jenna, I could see you if, because I either, I'm like, I could see you as Gigi because I could see you being like, because you've got a lot of energy. You're plucky, Jenna. You're plucky. I do. Thank you. And you could really just be up there. You know what I mean? Being like, I'm doing comedy. Like, I'm a sassy broad. Yeah. And then this guy, a really tall man. I bet he has to be really tall to win yeah, you over, of course, Jenna. Of course. Oh, and, and I'm then, obviously out of energy, which is why. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot of eye rolling, like, a lot of sitting. Yeah. With I like, feel like Janine Garofalo. <laughs> yeah. You're right. And I am. Yeah. I love that because I mean, we can draw on method experience, you know, Absolutely. it's like being in a shark tank with these clowns, you know, exactly. and I am naive. That's one of my uh, <laughs> superpowers. <laughs> Emotional blind spots is what I've heard from therapy. But, yeah. <laughs> I'm that. Yeah. So Gigi. Use you know, it as a strength. Exactly. And I would love to also, you know, co-kill this guy. With right. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 That's great. Yeah. Beautiful. Perfect. <laughs> as Wanda looks on is like, yeah, get in the Buick. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pulls up. How are you envisioning merch that we could spin out of this movie? You know, what is the pink fedora of dying? Oh, wow. Well, so, um, I think it was Jenna had a great idea when um, Gigi gets spilled on. She has to wear some ugly, like outdated piece of clothing of Wanda's. Mm. And so I think that is our pink fedora. Whatever we, whether it's like um, a house jacket or, you know, some sort of old woman type, uh, like a robe, like a silk robe that she has to wear up on stage. Right, right, right. Belt it. Also, I think, you know, who doesn't love, you know, first of all, every comic needs a notebook. Who doesn't love having a little notebook, a little cute moleskin type vibe, right? Yes, that's what I use too. Yes, and then you just have that little cute little embossed little give us a logo moment, you know? Perfect. Mm -hmm. Come on. With a microphone and a stand. Embossed? Embossed. On the mic. Yeah. Okay. Nailed it. That'd be cool. Okay. Final question from me. And this is one that you guys really whiffed on your last pitch. So I just want to make sure we're buttoned up now. How do you envision the key art for this film? Well, since you said we whiffed it last time, I'm not even going to say what my pitch was going to be because it was going to involve blood on a microphone. And now (laughs) you're saying I whiffed it. (laughs) Well, right. And I think blood on a wine glass was the last. I know. I know. I know. And we stand by that. We stand by that. Okay. Um, Okay. But if, if not, okay. Can you have like, you know, a microphone on the floor, right? Like it's been knocked over yeah. and you see like a pair of high heels next to it, right? Like mm-hmm. a woman standing there, but all you're seeing is the bottom, the heels maybe. Uh-huh. Is and that, blown out from the spotlight. Yeah, like yeah. something like that. I like that. You know, the knocking over is evocative of death. Heel says a lady's in charge. I like that. I like that. It's it's very like taking it to the patriarchy. Um, a limp microphone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Great. I mean, guys, by the power vested in me, which is very little, this is greenlit. Yay! This is fantastic. Yes! A win! A win for 2022. Oh, a win in 2022. Thank God. We needed this. We needed we it. Well, thank you well so done. much. And well thank done, you so ladies. much, Jesse. Yeah, thank, thank you, Jesse. You. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye, Jenna. Thank you. Bye, Jenna. Thank you. Oh, my God. We really got some stuff going there, Megan. Absolutely. I'm very excited. And you know I that feel I'm like... In- 
you know, I'm in, I'm in an emotionally dark place right now. Um, and so this was, it's about sports. My child and life and husband are fine. Um, so <laughs> I'm really, um, I'm really happy that we could, three women could come together to take down what is the grossest thing in the world, a male comedian. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Now, unfortunately, next week's film, women are not coming together. Not oh, in the way no. we want them to. I know. Because next week, you guys, we are talking all about the movie Single Black Female. Okay. Destiny. Now, if you don't know, here's the breakdown. Monica is a budding TV host reeling from the death of her beloved father and a difficult breakup. But her life is about to get even more insane when her new assistant starts to get just a bit too close for comfort. Okay, and very exciting. This is a premiere. So you can watch on Lifetime at 8 p.m. on Saturday, February 5th. And if you miss the premiere, it will also be available to watch for a limited time at mylifetime.com. Yes. Oh, my God. I can't wait. Yes, I will be back. OK, because you can't talk about a single black female without this black female. Absolutely. Right. I wouldn't even do it. I would boycott. <laughs> I would pick it our own podcast. Naomi will be here. See you guys next week. Oh, I can't wait. I love hearing that. I love a Lifetime movie. If you love Lifetime movies as much as we do, Tune into Lifetime and LMN to watch all the new and classic movies that we can't get enough of. Check your local listings to find out what's airing on Lifetime and LMN because it just might be the movie we talk about next. This podcast would not be possible if it was just Naomi and me, for sure. Absolutely not. <laughs> I Love a Lifetime Movie is produced by Julie Magruder with Chris Boniello as editor and sound mixer. Executive produced by Jesse Katz and Ted Butler with original music by Blake Maples. And hosted by Naomi and Megan. Us. 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 I mean, you you should know that by now. If you've gotten to this point, you should know that we're the host. Okay? <laughs> I, it feels like we don't even need to say it, but we'll put ourselves in the credits. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.